and welcome back to yet another episode of My Opinion Doesn't Matter. I am back once again with my co-host, Melissa. Oh, say hi to the people, Melissa. Hello, hello. It is great to have you back on board. Uh, we are going to be talking about the same thing we've been talking about for the last two weeks, and that is cults. A very, I wouldn't say a surprising part three. I've, I've been hinting at it for the last two weeks and basically begging people to give me a reason to make a part three. But we definitely are making it. We, we, we are definitely excited about this episode. It's going to be kind of similar to the first one, uh, where it's just going to be me and Melissa. Uh, we're really just going to be talking about more of just some other cults that we couldn't get into in the very short time that we had last time. I believe that was two weeks ago. And, um, and we're going to try and share maybe a couple that maybe you haven't heard of before. But all of them have a very common theme. We'll get into that. Every, all three that we're going to talk about today have a very... Uh, at, well, I, I wouldn't say one have very have, have many different common um, 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 uh, similarities within the people, the leaders, the style, a bunch of different things, and we're going to get into all of that. But real quick, before we get into it, uh, this show uh, for those who who listen outside of our state, uh, we reside in Michigan. Uh, obviously, we've kept up with the news. Uh, there's a lot of things going on around this time that we completely understand is important. Uh, we, however, are doing what we did with the coronavirus, and we're using this show and this platform as a distraction. We're not going to go into all that right now. We don't feel like this is the platform to do that. There are many more, far more intelligent people who can talk about it. We're going to leave it to them. We're going to let them handle it. You know, just like with coronavirus, like you know, we're not. I'm not. At least I'm speaking for myself here. Not nearly intelligent enough to be able to handle that kind of a uh, topic and get everything I say right similar to what this is so we're gonna we're gonna um step away from that we're gonna let you guys have uh 45 minutes to an hour of hopefully a nice distraction just something to get your mind off the world and yeah that's what that's what we're looking here to do anything to add on there melissa i think you said it perfectly all right well with that we are going to get right into it ladies and gentlemen so one of the cults that we definitely talked about a little bit a few weeks ago, but we didn't want to get into it too much because we I want to do a little more research on it. So I got more facts with it, but I have now and I know Melissa has as well. And whole oh boy, I'm ready to talk about Jim motherfucking Jones. This guy. <laughs> it's he he is what he and, and, and this might be interesting, but he is what would happen if Bernie Sanders was a little more crazy. <laughs> just a little oh, bit goodness. more crazy they, they very much believed in all of these socialist views they were they resided back i believe in the early 70s to the 80s they um um a lot like a lot of other cults that we've talked about um but but they're a little bit different and he promoted he was a big believer in equality and everything everyone shares everything like and like if you know anything about socialism you know what he's what he's into you know obviously kind of tying in socialist views with religious views as well. So a very interesting combination, and it led to a whole lot that we're going to talk about. Absolutely. I'm super excited for this one. This is one that's always been very interesting and just a big mindfuck, honestly. <laughs> and I'm very excited. <laughs> now, um, um, I could be wrong about this, but I remember years ago i remember watching i think it was like a show on investigation discovery or something and it was about jonestown and and i just watched something yesterday um on amazon prime i believe um called uh jonestown paradise lost and it didn't talk about like really much of like 
the beginning of Jonestown. And Melissa, correct me if I'm wrong here. I don't know if you know the answer to this. But Jones, Jim Jones was not the first leader of that cult, correct? There were others before him, and then he eventually got it? Or was or am I thinking of a completely different cult here? Because in my head, that's what I thought this cult was. And I look, I watched this. I watched the the special yesterday and they didn't talk about anyone else besides jim jones so i wasn't sure if you happen to knew that answer or not if not i may have to look it up <laughs> now the best to my knowledge was always that it was it was just solely solely his own now i am trying to we we both have decided to keep up some research while we're talking about this so that we're not getting any information wrong so i am just doing a quick a a quick scroll through here but i do believe to the best of my knowledge as well that no it is just jim jones it is i'm looking at it right now okay so i'm thinking of a completely different cult that's fine i'll have to figure out what one that is because it was it it was similar in a way where they had like their own like their own little land they had their own little spot and there was multiple leaders that were overthrown and it led to one guy that eventually led to a mass suicide as well so like a lot of similarities but i didn't see anything about jim jones being the only guy and based on this website that i'm seeing it isn't saying that he isn't so i'm thinking that this is a different cult than what I'm thinking of, but that's totally fine. That's not a big deal. I'll have to figure out which one that is because it's obviously got way too many similarities where I thought it was the same cult. But either way, regardless. So Jim Jones, let's get into a little bit about who this guy was. So based on some stuff, based on your own research, based on everything that you've seen, what did you see? um, What did you see um, about this guy that maybe was, you know, either A, um, common similarities to other cult leaders like Manson, like like you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on like any anyone we've talked about, and also what are some of the key differences with him besides what we already talked about being the socialist views? So what really, what I really saw is that there was a lot of it reminded me a bit of um, oh my goodness, why am I blanking right now? Sorry, it reminded me a bit of like Mount Carmel with David Crash having the if you if you look into it, it did say that it started with more of like a biblical church and mm-hmm. like a Christian movement. And that was similar with David Crash where he felt that he was like the son of God and they were Christians and similar things like that. And I wonder if maybe that was part of what brought people to it. And it's what we've talked about in every episode of you know, you're looking for something, and that's how these people end up joining these, is you're looking for someone to have the answer, and depending on where you are in your life, you might get caught up in something like this, because it just happens to be the answer you're you're seeking, you're looking for, or right. someone can kind of give you a feeling of, this is what what is going on, what is good, what we need. Mm-hmm. And I found that that was kind of the main thing that had the similarity. Now, there were a lot more, but that was my number one thing that kind of caught my attention was that it was a, the Christianity, the religion part of it is kind of what I noticed as a theme of typically what these cults are started on. Now, with, you know, Manson, it's kind of a different story. It wasn't so much religion as it was you know, these people were hippies, they were looking for someone and something, and, you know, he was just very charismatic, and it's kind of a different topic. Yeah. But 
that was kind of my main thing that I saw that I found interesting, that it's kind of paralleled in a lot of other places with a religious aspect. And I think that might even kind of produce a root to this of being typically something religious and something to believe in, which I remember when we were talking about Mount Carmel and David Koresh and the Branch Davidians, you were saying with what you had watched, a lot of the survivors said, I still believe in him. I have no reason not to. Yeah. And I, I think that was the big thing that kind of stood out for me that it's, it's really a belief and it's coming up with the, you have to find something for them to believe in yeah. for them to follow us. That was a big difference that I, that I noticed immediately between David Koresh and Jim Jones is and, and their cults is Jonestown had a lot of people who did not want to be there, whether they were, you know, there were, there were, there were multiple stories uh, I'm, I'm, I'm back when they were obviously, you know, st- st- you know, still running and up and running or whatever of, you know, them abusing people who tried to escape of you know people being punished for saying anything against the cult like when they when they allowed uh the uh, uh, that camera crew with congressman ryan um um, um uh back in uh, uh november 1978 when they finally allowed people to come on you know they trained every like jim jones for days trained and they had a couple of survivors on this show too that talked about it um that tr- which there wasn't many <laughs> that trained um uh everyone to say only nice things for whenever the reporters came and you can look up these interviews where you look up the interviews and if you didn't know anything about this you would think wow this place must be pretty damn great like everyone seems like they love it here and that's just what they were forced to say so no you know because they were pretty deathly afraid of this guy like jim jones was was had a lot more of a fear factor than David Koresh did, which was something that I, that which was a definite difference. I also think the same thing with Manson. Even though obviously people feared Manson, I don't think his followers did that much. Or if they did, it wasn't a fear like, oh my God, he's the boogeyman. It was a, it was more of a, more of a respect type of fear. You know, like this guy is clearly on a level I'm not. That's you know, like you know, I, you know, it's more of I that kind of. I definitely, I definitely agree with with the Manson side of it of the the fear of not necessarily a fear but more of a respect for him and then Koresh with what he did of letting people leave until it became part of when he was writing his his manifesto yeah that when he stopped letting people leave more or less if you watch you know and they say you know it was not as easy to leave at that point um there is that as well but I I I believe the fear is really one of the biggest factors as well like you said of the biggest difference um between you know the ones that we've talked about previously in this one yeah. I, I would definitely agree with that one thing with the with with jonestown what i was watching it that i found really fascinating there was this one survivor that that um uh, they had who was um uh and we'll get into more details about what happened uh, um, and, uh, um, uh, when that camera crew came by but he was one of the people where his goal was hey i have to get a note to this congressman who's coming here to get me the hell out of here and he had a son there um um, um uh, and then he and then there was another woman who had come up to him and said hey i heard you're trying to leave i'm fucking in let me get out of here with you and so he slipped this note to this governor right but he didn't say anything about his kid and he had talked about it and you could tell like while he was being interviewed that this was an extremely he knows he made a mistake 
and and you could see you could hear it in his voice that it hurts to talk about but he he explained he goes at that time i was not in the right mind frame i was not thinking clearly and i didn't think i thought my son would be more safe here i was afraid of him because he was black he was half black and he's like i was afraid of persecution when i got back to the states i was afraid he wouldn't be able to get into the states and i just thought he would be better off here so he signed away his rights to his son and jim jones said all right well i guess you can go with all these defectors now so you know you know and we'll get more into details but just that specific like that that was one thing that oh, they got me thinking like is this you know cults we obviously all of us assume that you know it takes it takes pieces away from your common sense when you're really deep into it that's something that we've seen from people but seeing a guy who didn't come back years later and be interviewed and go, no, I, I would do the same thing again. Like, he's like, no, I 100% regret it if I, I replay that memory in my head a million times a day and I, and I would do something different every single time. That was a different kind of survivor. That was a different kind of feeling. We would just talk about everyone. Everyone with David Koresh still believes in this guy. You know, he's been dead for 20 plus years, 30, 30 40 years, however long it's been. You know, Jim Jones, this survivor... Not at all. This it's a much different feeling. It's a different, you know, you know, it's it's it, it, it and seeing all that footage of them panning over this plantation, not plantation, that's a bad word to use, but building over this this whole field of of all, of this giant pavilion and all these really I mean they really built a whole city from nothing. There was nothing where they were in in I'm going to pronounce this country wrong, but Guyana, Guyana I think that's how it's pronounced in South America. I, I um, believe it's Guyana. Yeah, that that I mean, absolutely nothing was there before they got there. No plumbing. I don't think there was still no plumbing, <laughs> but they literally had just dirt, and they were able to build up their own little version of paradise, at least for a little while. It was, and then eventually, obviously, things got a little nuts. But it started off. Everyone, everyone who went there originally, from what it sounds like, wanted to be there. It's after a while they realize, ah, oh, maybe this isn't so great. I haven't done anything but, you know, build, you know, but, but fucking go gardening for the last, you know, two years, every day, all day. I got to do something else, you know. So, and then, you know, but yeah, so, um, 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 what were your, um, what were certain things about the, I'm trying to think of, I guess I, we brought up briefly, but about the people in, um, in this place there was a lot more people than, than than any other cult we've talked about well over a thousand i believe other were there in guiana so it was really a city what do you think about you know i guess the differences between with heaven's gate having only 38 people that had you know that, that were with them when they all committed suicide together as opposed to jim jones having all of these hundreds and hundreds of people what do you think do you think that maybe added to where he lost control and that's when he had to bring on these fear tactics and then people started not like absolutely do you think because there were so many people it was hard to get everybody on the same page absolutely i mean if you think about these other so i know that we kind of i hope you guys can't hear that there's a very loud vehicle driving past my house <laughs> um well i remember what we talked about i think we briefly touched on it where we originally we were talking about like manson and being able to just you know control these people out of you know respect but then if you even go to like even deeper if you go to like hitler hitler had millions of people following him and he incited fear 
And when you get a bigger crowd and they start to realize, well, you're only one person, what can you do? You have to put this fear in them that will keep them, you know, quote unquote, under control, under your control. And when it comes to that many people, you know, you have to, you have to wonder if you haven't done the research on it, you have to wonder how were these people treated that just like you said, when they were doing these interviews, they said, no, this is amazing. This is the greatest place we've ever been. No one said anything bad about it. Huh? No one said anything bad about it. All those people, not one, everyone was either A, so afraid, or B, actually believed it. That's what's crazy. Exactly. So if, if for the people that actually believed it, that's a whole different side of it. Those are the people yes. that truly believed and loved and whatever, and they said, this is, this is the greatest place, you know. But the people that were so afraid, you know, and what were they doing? How did they train these people? Did they beat them and train them? Did they, you know, what did they do? And that's really, I think, what is one of the biggest parts of it is you have to control these people somehow. Or they would have had to. Obviously, we're yes. not condoning being in a fucking cult or running a cult. Speaking but as if we were in you, Jim Jones' spot, to, that's what you have to do. Right. You have to, you know, instill some sort of fear and show that you have strong, you know, strength to back up everything that's happening and what you're doing. And it's kind of like, you know, when you see things like that, how do you not get out? How do you not want to get out? And, you know, the man that, you know, left his child there, I almost wonder if there was even more to that that we don't know that what that, you know, he didn't say. And that's something that's interesting about it, too, because if you've never seen uh, Jonestown Paradise Lost, I recommend it not just because it's also it's a documentary, but it's also they uh, besides the footage that they actually have, um, they also have uh, a, a lot of it is is uh, reenactments of the last five days of um, between November, I believe it was 14th through the 19th. What happened? Like those were the days where all shit went loose. And we're about to get into that here in just a second. But they go through and do have all these dramatic reenactments of all these different things. And that was really, really cool. To, like, like, like it, it helped put me a little bit into the space of Jim Jones. Like, seeing how was his attitude during these last few days. Now, granted, the only reason why they were able to do any of these drama reenactments was because they had very few survivors who were able to tell the story. Like that one survivor that I had told you about. Um, uh, they were able to come out and say it. But, you know... <laughs> We're going to get into it, too, here, but the, the goal of Jim Jones was for no one to really ever know about them. Like, their whole goal was to escape. They wanted to get away from what they believed was such an oppressive society in the States, and I'm sure other places in the world, but where they were originally from, the States. And they believed that this place in Guyana was the one place where they could just rid themselves of everything, and they could just be together they could you know that that was the basis of why they came there in the first place and obviously it warped and warped over time but it's um um you know all all those people came there for 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 for, for one sole purpose to escape what they believe was oppression of some kind from the government and they instead walked into a situation where there was no way to leave like they were literally i cannot express how in the middle of nowhere they actually were. There was no, well, we're, we're, yeah, we're in the middle of nowhere, but we could, like, walk three miles and reach a payphone. No. 
There was none of that crap. There was there was the, the airstrip they had was dirt. Like there, I don't even think it was a real airstrip. I think it was just a dirt plot that they just said this is the airstrip now. <laughs> like 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 there is there's nothing that it's almost especially if you want to get out. I can't imagine the hopelessness feeling of knowing there's literally nowhere to go but a crossing an ocean. You know that's that is Absolutely. there is. There's a certain kind, and, and, and I'm sure that's what also led to all those people, even the people who may have been like, you know what, I don't really want to be here, but there really isn't much of a fucking choice I have right now. And until until this congressman showed up, and that's where things got a little bit interesting. I'll, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you, I'll let you talk about that for a second. I just, I can't even imagine. I. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy and it's like I can't really add much to this but it's like I just I, I can't imagine it you know and there's also the fact that like now we're so connected to everything and it's actually something you and I were talking about before we started this like we're talking about social media if social media was to be completely shut down nobody would know what to do even if you don't right. rely on it at all nobody would know what to do and if you think about that on a much higher scale of you have no access to a phone, you can't call anybody, you have no access to a vehicle. You can't you even write a letter nothing. to your family. You have no way to safe. go anywhere. You have no way to speak to anyone except for who's around. It's a scary, I mean, it's a scary thought for us now because you think about how dependent on technology we are as people in this day and age that I can't even fathom living somewhere like that and then knowing there's no escape you have no way to get out and that's just i you know i wonder if maybe even that was part of the fear that he put in them that like you have nowhere to go yeah so you will stay here and you will have what i say you know be law what happens this is my you know my place you chose to be here now you don't get to leave absolutely and that's just a very scary thought I think a lot of these cult leaders believe that I think a lot of them, even if they don't believe it initially repeating these same teachings and these same, like, you know, I am this and I'm all powerful. I am enlightened. I am all of this. Eventually you really start to believe it. Like, you know, I remember when I was a kid where if I, and, and this is an obviously on a much smaller and more innocent scale. If I, if I lied about brushing my teeth, my dad's like, Hey, do you brush your teeth? No. Or, or sorry. No, I, I would say, yeah, yeah, I did. And it would get to the point where when I was a kid, I would do that so much, I would start to convince myself that I definitely did brush my teeth. And then when you would look at my toothbrush and see that it was dry, I'd be surprised. You know, so it's just so, so I, and, and so obviously I'm a little kid and it's a much smaller scale, but you keep telling these people over and over and over and over again, even if they didn't believe it in the first place, all of a sudden when they go on that camera and go, man, I love it here. They believe it, and they might not even realize they believe it, but they've been fed and told and just bombarded with the same things over and over again that now it's like, wait, no, I don't like it here. Why did I say that? You know, it's 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 be, it became it becomes second nature, and it and, and it gets I don't want to say brainwashed, but at the same time, kinda like <laughs> like they're definitely like you know there are definitely a few people like like especially with a lot of these with these cult leaders, they're like their right hand man or their their little like inner circle of like the like the OG. Um, I'm a followers or whoever, like you know, whoever his, whoever his or her, or I mean, I'm not sure about her. I'll have to look up. If I'm a, if there been any women that have led cults, I'll have to figure that out. That sounds interesting. But all these people, 
who um um uh um are just being I don't know it's 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 it it, it it's such a crazy fascinating element of human uh nature and just and 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 and, and how this is a question that was asked on the show you look at your life right now and maybe you're a guy who just completely normal you're looking at all this going how could in the world could these people possibly convince themselves of this how could you fall for this i bet you almost every single one of those people said the exact same thing before they joined i bet you at one point in their life Absolutely. we've all looked at a group of people when really you believe in that shit but it's but 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 then they get it but then all of a sudden one guy comes around and says the right thing to you and you go oh well this guy makes everything he says makes perfect sense and then all of a sudden a few months later you're so deep into it you're you're pulling off all these crazy tasks and asks of your leaders you don't even know who you are anymore but you fully have but, but you fully engulfed your whole your whole soul into this cause there's no going back it is such a Absolutely. crazy fascinating element of human nature it's, it truly is that it's something that you know you and i have talked about for years honestly we've talked about cults and things like that and oh, yeah. i'm so happy that you're getting into it now <laughs> but it's, it's i was more true true crime when i was a kid and it's something that pretty much anyone you talk to you can have a conversation about because everyone's got their own curiosity and there's so and much more to talk about than just the something. sorry keep going my bad no, no, you're fine. Like, everyone has something that they're fascinated by, and I know that I mentioned it on, like, our first episode where it's, like, they they talk about how, you know, I, IDTV, Investigation Discovery, ha constantly has, like, snapped and 48, the first 48 and all these different shows about, you know, crime and serial killers, and it's, like, the modern housewife, like, draw. Yeah, I can't tell you a single. I can't tell you a single woman my age that's not fascinated with serial killers, and yeah. that's not you know into all of this stuff and wants to know about it. I notice a lot of like the older generation, the people that have lived through it, are not so much into it. But my mom was, you know, in the eighties with Richard Ramirez. My mom was a younger girl at that time, and she told me she's told me so many stories of how terrifying it was and you know, this was happening in, you know, across the country, but it was still something that she was, you know, very afraid of. And, oh, yeah. But now she falls asleep watching the first 48. So I'm like, what What are you talking about, you know? But it's a, it's got to be very different for the people that, you know, lived through some of these things and watched these things happen live. And it's still a fascinating topic, and people are always going to talk about it. Absolutely. Because it's such a mind fuck. Like, how many times have we even said, like, how do you get these people to follow you? Like, you sound crazy. And then, you know, this particular instance had, you know, a thousand people that just fell into it. Everyone. And, 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 and that's what really drew me to Jim Jones and why I didn't want to, I didn't want to bring him up when we already had such a packed show that first week because there's so, it, 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 and especially with with those last five days, which I'm going to talk about here right now, there's so many pieces of that that could have gone, in my opinion, even worse than it did. In my opinion, based on what I watched, based on everything, like there were a lot of different points where I went, they need to get out of there 
right the fuck now because if they don't there's no way that anyone's getting out of there and they were able i mean obviously there were a bunch of people who did die during you know the final day but there were obviously a couple survivors that were able to get out were able to get home and it's there were people who didn't eat, who, who did not participate in this great act that hid or whatever like i think they said like it was like 15 or 20 people or something like that they they later found were either not dead whether maybe i don't know if maybe maybe they survived the poison i don't know how you'd survive that poisoning but uh or they hid uh there were people who hid under their beds or they you know there was a few people who were off of were not at, in jonestown but were a part of the group jim jones had a son uh, who ran a basketball team and they would go around to other places in Guyana and they would fl- and they would face other teams. And so they actually were off of the off of Jonestown when it happened, you know. But that's not necessarily saying that just people in Jonestown, you know, committed this horrible thing because there were some other people in other neighboring towns who were or I guess were more so kind of stationed there but were a part of Jonestown who still did um who still joined in the group um, ending, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to spoil anything quite yet. If you have, if you don't, don't know anything about it yet, so it, it wasn't just people were being forced to do it in Jonestown. People in other places were like, "Nope, this is our duty. We got to do this," you know. And I, and I, and I'll bring up a, a specific story that was recounted by Jim Jones's son about uh, um, a, a mother and her three kids who were a part of Jonestown who were not in Jonestown. They were in a city called Georgetown, which is about like 130 miles away. And that's kind of where people would have to come first. You couldn't just land from, like, the States to Jonestown. You had to go from the States to Georgetown to Georgetown to Jonestown, if that makes sense. Um, Mm -hmm. So, um, but this is kind of, this is basically a summary of what happened. We want to kind of move past it a little bit quicker because we got a couple other ones we want to talk about. But this was the big call we wanted to bring up in this episode. But basically... Uh, Congressman, uh, I believe his, what was his name again? His name was, oh, gotta get rid of this ad, stupid thing. Leo Ryan, um, got a bunch of, uh, family members of some of the, um, cult members and said, you know, after years and months of them asking to get into Jonestown, Jim Jones saying, fuck you, not gonna happen. They finally got people to get in there and it took a lot of work and a lot of effort, but eventually just kind of simming that part of the story short, they get into Jonestown. There's no point in getting into all crazy details. If you want no details, please look up Paradise Lost and Amazon Prime. Highly recommended. It. it tells you a lot of good details about those lot about these last five days. But um, um, they get in there, and and that one survivor that I mentioned before slipped who he thought was the congressman a note. Turns out it wasn't the congressman. It was one of the people with him, and um, but it was rough because he went to sign on the note. And he didn't give it to him properly, and it fell on the ground. So he kind of, like, picked off the ground and said, hey, man, you dropped this. And there was, like, a little kid who saw him and said, hey, he just passed him a note. And it almost got this guy killed. Almost. He was, like, 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 the one thing about the congressman being there is you couldn't really do anything to him. Because if you did, you'd have a lot of angry motherfuckers from over here sending shit down to just get rid of y'all and he and jim jones knew that and it's partly why he used it to his advantage but we'll go we'll get out from that so people were kind of safe with the congressman around that's what the consensus was and the congressman leo ryan i'm sure knew that himself you know they're not going to mess with me because if they do 
all of America is going to rain some hell on their ass for killing a congressman, especially on foreign soil. I can't imagine how that would have ended out. <laughs> um, well, I would have loved to have seen that, though. Well, I guess I can't. Uh, never mind. That'll spoil it. But so they the wound up getting. Of America coming down on them? Like, you don't. Yeah, no, sorry. That would have been interesting, <laughs> but it didn't quite get to that point, and we'll explain why. They, um,. They, I want to say he he found 15 people out of the almost a thousand people that were there. Only 15 said, "Hey, I want out." Just 15. So ever so so like you know it's it's it, you know you could look at it as was it based off of fear? Was it because those other people legitimately believed in it? Who knows? That's something we're unfortunately we're never going to know. I have my suspicions based on what happens afterward, but you know the. Basically, Jim Jones, he was reported as based on the, you know, from the survivors were like, this guy was disheveled. He looked weak. He looked like he just didn't, ha he looked like he had given up. Like these 15 people out of the thousand, even though it seems like a very small number, to Jim Jones, that was the worst betrayal you could possibly commit against him and against the people around. Like he took that so personally. And he finally just snapped. And this is what happened. Uh, he wound up. So what happened? They got everyone onto the plane or close to the plane. <laughs> they were right outside the plane. Some people were on one of the planes. They had to fly in another one. They were filling up the second plane. And a truck pulled up with a bunch of people from Jonestown with guns. And, <laughs> well, um, let's just let's just say... It didn't go so well for almost every single one of those people that were getting on those planes. There was only, I think they said, five people died out of the 16 or 17. No, it, it would have been like 20 people that were leaving. Because like five like five or six people came with them. There were some family members. There was a bunch of people trying to leave. But only five people were killed on this specific attack. Unfortunately, one of them was the congressman. Which is obviously a big deal. But there was a reason why... That they had to kill the congressman. It's not maybe for the reason you think. It wasn't just because, well, we're killing the congressman because he stole some of our people. That's not why Jim Jones ordered that guy to be killed. Based on, based on, I mean, I don't know if this is proven fact, but based on what the show I watched, it seemed like this was definitely the reason why he why he ordered that. He ordered the kill on Congressman Ryan specifically because he knew that when that truck came back into Jonestown. And all of those people are looking at going, well, where do they come from? Why are they coming back here? And where is everybody? What's going on? He can then tell them, hey, congressman's dead. Guess what? America's coming down on us if we don't get the fuck out of here. That was, in my, in my language, what he said to these people is, we're fucked because of my choices and or not my choices based on those people's choices to kill him because they killed him we all need to go and by go he may commit mass suicide and that's exactly what they did they they stirred together this giant pot of kool-aid or punch or whatever you want to call it and they have pictures of this you can look it up it is when I was watching the show, I thought they were I thought they were being a little over dramatic on all of the pills and poison and medicine and everything that they put in chemicals that they were putting into this punch. It looked excessive in the in the movie. I'm like, there's no way they actually like were literally. I mean, it looked like 
three full pharmacies full of drugs all around where this pot of this punch was. Um, and I didn't realize that that was actually how it was until the end of the show. They showed real photos and they showed it. It actually, they, they put, I, I, I don't know if they ever figured out a weight, but it was pounds and pounds of medicine and chemicals that they threw into this punch. No way anyone could have survived drinking that. They put it in these syringes and they, Jim Jones ordered for them to kill all of the children first. There was 300 kids that died. And pretty much, I mean, most of them, you know, it was, you know, them being force fed to drink this stuff. Very, very brutal, brutal shit that happened. And just the very beginning, and Jim Jones's wife is has to be physically restrained because she, I mean, she was really the main caretaker of these kids. She's having to be restrained as these kids are literally dropping just one after the other. And you, and there's these recordings you can look up, actual recordings of Jim Jones. And in the background, you hear screams. Like, it is truly disturbing. Like, I, I wouldn't recommend looking up that audio tapes if you deal with some, you know, a, a, anything regarding trigger warnings or anything like that. I wouldn't recommend it. But if you have an interest in this stuff and you can handle stuff like that, ha having access to something like that, it, it, it's, a, it's different because it makes it feel more modern. It makes it feel like it happened just like, it makes it feel like it happened a lot more recently because we can hear this guy. You see him, you hear him talking all these crazy things as people are dropping left and right all around him. It is just, it's, it's, it's disturbing, but extremely, extremely, I, I'm trying to think of the best word to you. I mean, I, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess I could just do fa fascinating to me, really fascinating just to see because it's over now. That's why it's like fascinating because it's all over because we're not, you know, that's what makes, that's what makes looking back at all these cults so interesting because I'm not really around anymore. We can look, look at it, look at it with a, whether you want to look at it from a, you know, from a scientific standpoint, whether you want to look at it from a spiritual standpoint, whatever you want to, you know, or you're like us and we're just weird and like this shit, <laughs> you know, whatever, however you want to look at all this standpoint. shit. What? what? What, Melissa? A curiosity standpoint. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're just genuinely curious about other things like this, you know, it's it's cults and true crime and everything, there's always this disturbing and taboo nature to it. You're, you're not going to avoid that. Like, you can't talk about, you know, a serial killer, you know, you know, killing and dismembering and eating a couple dozen people and it and, and it sounds tasteful are you bringing up my absolute favorite jeffrey dahmer <laughs> i love jeffrey dahmer's great <laughs> you don't you don't get to bring up dahmer without saying his name you say his name it's 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 stuff like it's it's stuff like like, like you can't avoid the disturbing part that's one thing that like you know as someone who has so interested in stuff you i've had to kind of accept and kind of glaze over some of the finer details of the acts and the criminal acts, like the killing of these kids. Like that's not something that I enjoy learning about, but that's part of it. That's part of the history. That's part of what happened. And, and, and it's important to the story, just like with, with Waco where David Koresh didn't kill his kids. He let go of the kids that weren't his and kept all of his kids with him as opposed to Jim Jones, where everyone had to die. It's like, that's, 
even though the even though the criminal act itself is not the interesting part, it's the differences between that criminal act from this man and this criminal act from this man, and comparing it and and dis, and deciphering it and discussing it. That's why I guess that's why I'm not as disturbed about this kind of stuff as maybe other people are because to me, it's. It's not just well, shit. I mean, yeah. I mean, y y yes, he, yes, these guys did all these disturbing things, but I don't. But there's more to the story than just well, he ordered a bunch of kids to be killed, or, or a bunch of people got killed in a mass suicide. There's more to the story than just that, and people focus a lot on the aftermath as opposed to why it got to this. Most people drank that punch willingly. There were not, not everybody did. <laughs> There were people who were forced. Some people were injected with it, uh, who refused to take it. Um, that's why I said before when I was like, I don't know if everybody who had, who had you, know, you know, even though only 15 people said I want to leave, I'm thinking there were more than just that in the 900 people that died because there were people who didn't want to take it, people who didn't want to go. Either A, they just didn't want to die, or they were like, oh, fuck, I should have got out of here when I, when I had the chance. I thought he was going to maybe come back. Now I'm screwed. Like all, like all, like, like it's, it's, the timing of everything was so fast, unlike Waco, where it was a you know fifty plus day siege. This happened in two days, like from the start of, I mean, re really not even from the from the morning of where they were gonna leave to the end of the day, they woke up with nine hundred plus people alive, and they ended with none of them, and 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 it just changed so quickly. No, this wasn't planned, you know. This wasn't like a hey. Today is the apocalypse, like Heaven's Gate. Today is the day. We are we've been preparing for today. That was not this way. This was a surprise. But everyone just kind of went, all right, I guess that's what we got to do. Kids. Like, you, you know, and I say kids, I mean, like, young adult kids. That comes from. <laughs> say it again. If you've ever heard the phrase, don't drink the Kool-Aid, this is exactly this is where why. it comes from. <laughs> But it's a very it's a very common thing. You'll see it all the time. And I mean, there's even stuff going on right now with the presidency where people are like, oh, they're drinking the Kool-Aid. They're drinking the Kool-Aid. That's where this comes from, where they're they're kind of citing the control that he had over the over these people that you just said. People are willingly or people willingly drank this and we're saying, OK, cool, we're doing it. Absolutely. And that's where that that phrase comes from: is don't drink the Kool Aid, do not get sucked in. And it's it's funny because it's a reoccurring thing. And I mean, it's not funny, but it's a it's a phrase that's used a lot in terms of what is going on with the world, depending on what is happening in the world. Like Absolutely, it's, it's just something that continues, and it it goes along with the concept of. Um, you know, history repeats itself, and that's why we need to learn about it. But it's just, you know, it's things continue and evolve, and people use, you know, previous things that happened to explain what's going on now, and that would be where that phrase comes from, and why you may or may not have heard it even more recently with, you know, what's going on with our country and what's going on with the world. You know, the don't drink the Kool Aid. Absolutely. I, a lot of people don't actually know where that comes from, so a little fun, fun tidbit. I think I knew that it came from a situation like that, but I don't know for sure if I if it was specifically from Jonestown. But I definitely like okay. I'm assuming that's because you know of of of, um, uh, of the whole cults drinking the Kool Aid for them to you know off themselves. I knew that when I was younger, but I didn't know 
what specifically I guess it came from. It makes sense that it's definitely from Jonestown. I don't see any other cult that would have had you know that had that of a. That's definitely to me. I, I, I'm one thing before 9/11. It had said that was the biggest, uh, um, the, the biggest loss of American life at once. In uh, uh, prior to 9/11, that was the largest. And now, obviously, not all those people were Americans. Some of those people were from from Guyana or Guyana. Some of those people were from there and joined in. Um, but a lot of those people were Americans. And and and, and to think that this was the biggest up until what what, what, what 23 years later i very i wonder how this cult was looked at in between 1978 and 9-11 like how like like how was this specific cult regarded as you know was it was it regarded as as what happened where it was the largest loss of american life was it treated with that kind of um i guess look at it or was it or was it kind of looked at like it is now where it's just kind of another cult where a bunch of people died i i'm very curious obviously i'll never i, I i'm not gonna know because i wasn't around during that time or at least not you know a uh i'm um, um you know mentally able to handle that back then but it's very interesting to me to just just because something else kind of tops it it almost makes it see like like no, like no, it almost kind of makes it m way more insignificant than it was prior to this other event kind of taking its top spot. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But uh, um, um, real quick, we're gonna kind of end the show on this topic, and I wanted to bring this up because I wanted to talk a little bit about cult leaders a little bit more. Um, we have two other cults that we want to briefly bring out. We're not going to go into the whole history of them. Jonestown was the big one today. But these three cult leaders from, from Jim Jones and these other two, I'm going to say their names. I'm going to save them for a little bit because they're not easy to say. <laughs> but all of them have very similar characteristics with their brutality, with the way they ran things. And all of them very different from guys like David Koresh and guys like Applewhite from Heaven's Gate. Very, very different. And um, I'm, uh, I'm the first one. First one I, I want to bring up was uh, okay. Here we go. I'm gonna I'm gonna say this name. I am very sorry if I say this as white as you possibly have ever heard it before. But Bagwan Sheree Ragnesh. Okay, this guy. He um um was born Chandra Mohan Jain. Again, probably fucked that up, but it's fine. Um, he has a bunch of other names, including a simple one, Osho. That's what I'm going to refer him as. So Osho, right, also based off of religious backgrounds. Um, this was a guy who I, I'm looking I'm looking it up here. I'm trying to figure out exactly where where he was born. He, he, he is Indian. I can't think of I can't see this where he exactly was born. And I'm looking it up right here. But this is a he guy was who born was in sorry, say it again. K-U-C-H-W-A-D-A. Yeah, Kondra, Kondra Mohan Jane or John or something like that. And then he was, he went later on in life as Osho. And that's very easy to say. And that's the one I'm going to try and go for. Um, yes, it says that he was, he was, oh, oh Jesus Christ. He was born in a small village. I'm going to mess this up too. In the Raisin district of Madhya Pradesh state in India. Okay. So, so again, my deepest apologies to those who actually know, who actually know how to say that correctly, but him and along with this other, along with this other foreign, uh, 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 foreign cults, uh, um, Aum 
Shinriko, Shinrikyo, yes, from Japan, two foreign cults with very similar, um, with, with very similar qualities about them when it comes to their leaders. Both leaders attacked people outside of the cult. Um, the leader of Aum Shinruk, oh Jesus Christ, Aum Shinrikyo was uh, um, Shoko Asahara. I can say that name. That name is easy. Shoko Asahara. And I'm sure, this is a guy you may have actually heard about. This is a guy that I knew about before. Um, he actually, uh, I, I guess his biggest calling card when it comes to him and his cult, um, besides getting them actually recognized as a religion by the Japanese government, which is a big fucking thing for cults, um, he actually launched a attack on the citizens of Japan with a, uh, with a biological weapon attack of, I believe it was sarin gas. Yeah. Sarin gas and killed 12 people, injured a hundred others roughly and caused permanent or partial blindness in a thousand plus people when he attacked. And whenever I looked up this guy, it didn't seem like there was a really it didn't seem like there was like this built up hatred towards people. It's just, it kind of just seemed like that's just kind of what it almost felt like with the way that the timeline of this guy went, it was kind of like the next step. If that makes any sense. It didn't seem like that there was any underlying teachings of we, you know, everyone else's garbage compared to us, but it was, it, it was, it was very clear that that's what they thought of all these other people that, you know, a lot of these people very similar to uh, um, 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 uh, very similar to uh, the Branch Davidians, you know, these guys were scholars. These guys were very well educated, and they all of a sudden, just a couple short years later, are sitting in a train ready to, you know, let off an attack. There was, you know, you know, and 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 eventually, obviously, this guy was later, you know, arrested, and and, and I believe he was he was sentenced to death. You know, and and I believe it was the same with um uh, 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 with Osho as well. I don't know if he was sent to death. I but um um uh, um this was a guy who was um uh he was de um what's the word deported. Um, <laughs> let me tell you the story about his deportation story. He tried to get deported. Well, I would say he tried. He, he when he got deported, twenty four countries said no. Said hell no, you're not coming here. He had to apply to 24 countries and all of them said no until finally India said fine. And that's where he was finally allowed to go. And I believe that's where he stayed there until the remainder of his days. But he had a, he had a, 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 a spot with his group here in America, in Oregon. The, um, um, it's, it, and so he has obviously had his footprints in America here. Whereas, you know, um, 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 uh, let me look up his name again so I don't mess him up. Whereas I mess him up. Asahara, he never really messed with anything over here so but 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 both of them led attacks against people outside of their cults it was it it, it, it which was a fascinating aspect that, that, that we hadn't been able to to get at before how do you convince people to not just kill themselves because killing yourself not saying it's an easy thing but you know you kind of look at it like well they all willingly they all willingly killed themselves like in heaven's gate I mean, that's what they wanted. I mean, what what can you really say besides it's really sad and and it's something that that really shouldn't happen? But everyone, but there wasn't a single person who was like, you know what, man, I'm not really feeling this. Every one of them was like, let's let's do this, you know. So it's hard to like, 
it's hard to criticize that almost kind of like with it with an actual religion it's hard to criticize that's something that you believe you're not doing it to hurt people that's just something you know you're just hurting yourself i guess and and whereas these two cults was completely different they hurt other people so melissa my question to you what do you what, what what in your opinion can lead a perfectly sane person to not just killing themselves but actually going out and killing other people for the cause of their own religion well okay so here's the thing I, I've said this before, I don't want to be insensitive to any of the survivors or any of the people that were involved in this, because, you know, again, like I've said before, like, crazy shit happens, and if we've talked about it, you might just be at a wrong time in your life and someone says the right thing to you, and I genuinely think that that's what it is, is you are, you have something going on, you need something to believe in. And these people are giving you something to believe in and you end up putting them on this pedestal that they're the person that saved you. They're the person that gave you what you needed, whatever the case may be. And that is what draws these people in. And excuse me, for lack of a better like term, they become so manipulated and these people get their hooks in to where they don't realize what's going on. And it's, you know, it's similar to what I talked about with, like, my own little, the internet cult that I was in where I needed help. It was a place that could help me, and I got sucked into it without seeing what was happening, you know, what what this group was doing, what they were saying, how they were treating people, and how they were treating other members, and how the higher-up people were treating members, and it was just... It's a lot, but when you're in a position where you need something to believe in or you need something to be there for you, I genuinely believe that people just get in, and if there's not something that can truly just shake them and show them that, you know, this isn't right, they can be talked into doing anything, you know? And it, I, I go back to him quite a bit, but you go back to Hitler, who said, you know, we're wipe, we're wiping out the, you know, the the non-superior Aryan race and anyone that's not a part of it has to go and you know millions millions of people died and it took a while to finally have people be like yo what the fuck this is wrong like what is happening and I don't mean that for like the rest of the world but people internally you know I if you've ever watched um the boy in the striped pajamas it's one of my absolute favorite movies i think it's amazing um at the end of the movie um spoiler alert if you haven't fucking seen it it's amazing <laughs> and it's 10 years old what the fuck are you doing with your life um what ends up snapping the main character's father who is a nazi out of it is the main character is a young a young child that ends up making friends with someone in with a young kid in the um, in the camps, and he ends up going in to try and help him find his I, you know it was one of his family members or something. He goes into the camp and ends up at the wrong place, wrong time, and ends up in the gas chamber, and that was what snapped that 
the the father out of like holy shit what we're doing is horrible like we just our child just died because he saw the compassion that needed to be had and with these situations i think it's just people are so manipulated to the point where they believe that whatever they need to do for this person is what they need to do and if there's not the thing to snap you out of it they're going to do whatever they're told and it even goes back to Manson. Manson had never, with um, with the most famous famous murder that happened, they didn't. He didn't touch those people. He didn't kill them. People went and killed them for him. When he went to prison, his Manson girls, the three girls, shaved their heads for him. Like they were in it, and they did not get shaken out of it. And I think that was the big, is the big deciding thing. Like, if you, if someone can talk you out of it or show you what is wrong with it, these people are able to get out if given the option, unlike Jonestown. But a lot of times you're not given the option, so we don't know how many of these people had a change of heart or a change of mind or said, you know what, this is fucked, get me out of here, and couldn't get out. And I yeah. think really that's what it is, is the manipulation of they found something to believe in. And then as these things grew, they took advantage of it and created murder or caused the suicides and which in the leader's case is murder. And it's just a very, if you don't have that grounding source to say, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Do you not see what's happening? you might never see what's happening. You might never get out of it. And that's, I think that's really the root of it. Absolutely. In my opinion. Well said, well said. Uh, just kind of piggybacking off of you a little bit. Um, it's, it's, it's almost like these people don't have enough of a pull the other way to pull them back onto the other side. There's so much of a, t- there's, there's so many people from one side, from the cult yanking on them towards them and there's just not a there. There was never enough. Um, there was never enough on the other side of that rope for someone to be like, "Hey, actually, maybe you should come over here." There was never enough of that for these people. I I, I believe, especially those who did not, who especially especially those who did, even like subconsciously realize this isn't right. Like this is something's not right here. Like there was just never enough. Like whether it was the fear that kept pulling them back, or whether it, whatever it was, there was never a strong enough pull on the other side to get them out of this and that's something that you know i think maybe was the plan for why a lot of these cult leaders go to these you know you know their own cities and their own you know you know their own spots and whether it's in other countries or in america or wherever or whatever wherever it is it's you know it's it's a way to just make it a little bit harder for you to leave like you like 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 it's almost because you don't want to just no one just joins a cult for a weekend just says i'll just try it out like like i mean you know like you can't you know you you can't just take a vacation to jonestown you know like you know you're in it you're in it so it's like you know it's i think it's i think um i think part of it is they know what i think part of it is they make the decision without knowing what they're getting into and then you know either a they realize it or b they get brainwashed and they're like well this is who i am now or, you know, or you have people who, you know, I, I know there have been plenty of cults who have, and, and Jim Jones was accused of this. I don't know if it was confirmed, but was accused of kidnapping people uh, and bringing them into the cult. I'm guessing, 
now that I said, I'm guessing, but maybe that was people from around the surrounding areas. Don't know how you'd kidnap people from America when you're in um, uh, uh, Guyana. So I would assume that would be people from around the area if that actually happened. But it's, you know, there are certain situations like that. And then there's situations where people just join willingly. Like they have these really cool recruitment videos. They'll post up or I guess you would call it cool if you're into that kind of thing. And, you know, um, and, and that's how they get people. So, so, so it's, it's like you said, it's right place, right time. And if there's not enough to pull you back to, I don't want to say reality, but kind of maybe humanity, you're not going to go back. And, you know, unfortunately for a lot of people and over the years, it's resulted in the loss of their lives or their family members' lives. And it's, uh, it's been a fascinating last three weeks, just really, because I've never d- dove into cults like I have these past three weeks and really discussing the human nature side of it. Not just, man, that guy's crazy. Like he got 900 people to kill themselves. That's nuts. Like, and like, it, like not discussing how, why, even though it is wild and crazy, that's not all of it. There's so much more behind the layers of these groups and these cults and the leaders specifically. Like it, there's so much to unravel with these guys that it just, it's, I know, I know I was very, I I know I was extremely, you know, my, my, my mind was in it the entire time, the last three weeks and I was researching and just, and, and, and just, I, I started to get more and more questions you know, as opposed to answers. But I think that's a good thing. I think that's the point of the show is to have, you know, have these questions and try and, you know, whether, you know, through word of mouth or through your own research, finding out the answers to all these things and, 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 and asking questions that you never thought you, you, you needed to ask questions that you didn't think even a week ago were that important where, you know, now maybe, you know, maybe cults aren't exactly the, you know, the top trending topic of, you know, the world right now, but there's a lot of elements to the human nature side of it that does relate to what's going on in the world now, or what relates to the world going on six months from now. And that's the aspect about this that just drew me in is just, you know, um, just how these people can get themselves convinced or convince themselves, however, however it goes, how these cult leaders are able to not only handle the pressure of what it takes to lead a group like this, because I'm, I'm sure there have been thousands of other cults that have been started by a one guy, maybe a couple of people, and then just phased out. I'm sure that's happened thousands of times. People go, you know what? I could create a cult. I could do that. And it doesn't work. You have to be dedicated in what you're preaching or believing or telling your people to keep it going and to keep their spirit to not let their spirits break because once they do like in jonestown you start to have that you start to have problems and you know manson never had to worry about that heaven's gate never really had to worry about that you know like you know a lot of these other cults like didn't have to they didn't have to fight against their own people jim jones did you know people um 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 um, um uh shoko asahara he did he you know, you know like 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 it's it's just so very interesting to me to just sit down and really figure out what makes these guys work what makes them tick and everything you know so yes the history of it is obviously very interesting and and what keeps maybe the casual um you know uh, the casual person from you know you know you know to keep coming back to this stuff with true crime and everything but to me it's the underlying layers of it and i don't know if that's the same thing for you melissa but that's definitely how it is for me 
Oh, absolutely. It's, I, I've always said I'm so fascinated with it. And, you know, I have been obsessed with Charles Manson forever, forever, forever. And everyone has called me morbid and, oh my God, how could you? And I'm like, I don't, I don't sit here and idolize him. I don't sit here and, you know, what I, I mean, I, I've done some crazy stuff. I was a rebellious person and I had him as my lock screen after he died for like a week. But like, I, I'm different. We all know this. But I've always just been so fascinated by, you know, how could someone do this? Why would someone do this? Like, what what is going on in their head? You it's know, different they, than just a guy killing a guy. They, it's different, you know? It, it, you know, and someone that goes and, you know, kills one person out of whatever it is, whether it's premeditated, whether it's malice, whether it's just, you know, whatever the case may be, if yeah. you can organize. If you can organize people to kill people for you, to take their own lives for you, it like that type of thing is just so, it's so fascinating. What made you do that? How could you do that? I always want, like, I need full in-depth psychiatrists interviewing these cult leaders, which they'll never let happen. <laughs> Clearly, they all are like, no, Most no, of them I'm are dead, if not, you know, very old. Dead. But that that type of stuff is so just fascinating and interesting to me, and I would love to see a full workup by someone that says, you know what, we interviewed this person, and this is what they had to say, and this yeah. is what their mental state was, and this is what they believed in, and that kind of thing. Like, they're so charismatic, they're so interesting, and I just, you know, I'm, I'm never not going to be fascinated by stuff like this. It's just... right truly truly incredible in a very traumatic and horrific way but it's just so fascinating and i i like more of the mental side of it of you know what was going on in the followers heads but then also what was going on in you know jim jones's head and charles manson's head but charles manson made it impossible to ever read him if you've watched any of his interviews like, he looked balls to the wall crazy, but they're also really fascinating because he was he was intelligent. He knew what he was doing. He made it look like he was just psycho and crazy, but he could sit there and have a conversation that left you feeling just uncomfortable. And that's why and I like, you know, having these recordings and videos and interviews from these cult leaders because we a lot of them we can't interview. But we can go and look at some of these interviews and try and decipher them a little bit. We can look at that recording from Jim Jones and try and decipher it. We can look at the TV ads from Apple for, uh, from Apple White and decipher that and try and you know, use what we can to be able to get inside these guys' heads. Other guys, we don't have any information like that. You know, we don't have all this crazy stuff like, you know, I know um, um, uh, with the one cult that we had mentioned uh, with Osho, um, um, there is a movie on Netflix based about his. We're going to watch that. We just found about out about that like a half hour before we started recording this. So we're going to watch that, and maybe next week we'll be like, hey, you know, if we, if we find anything interesting to add, maybe we'll do like a little brief thing in the beginning and like a recommendation or, not, or no recommendation uh, to go ahead and see that. But that's something that I know I'm going to be watching uh, I'm, uh, at some point this week just to get a little more information. Like just because cult, cult series might might be ending with part three doesn't mean that we stop being curious about this shit. Like like Melissa has explained, we've, we've been into this shit for years since we were in since we were kids. Like this is not just, eh, let's talk about cults. Fuck it. 
Like, I'm, I'm like, I've been watching, you know, you know, guilty pleasure, true crime since I was eight, like freaking out my mom and shit. Like, <laughs> like this stuff is, is not oh, yeah. something that People we just were go away from. worried about me. Say it again. People were definitely worried about me. There was a, yeah, but there was a lot of reasons to be worried about you back then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Well, hey guys, it has been a fucking roller coaster for these last three weeks we uh, thank you to all those who did listen all the future viewers who will listen later uh we are so grateful for any and all support doesn't like to us it really doesn't make a difference whether one person watches it or a million we just love we we, we love having a spot to talk where we i mean i talk for hours a day normally so if I'm going to talk, I might as well record it and hopefully have, have one or two people find some enjoyment in it. Um, I know Melissa doesn't quite talk as much as I do, but <laughs> it's it's this is such a fun platform for me. I know Melissa. It's 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 you know I'm, you know, I'm sure I can speak for her as well. Um, it is it is. We don't take this for granted, despite the fact that we're not over here just racking in the fucking money. That's not what it's about for us. You know, we we love doing this kind of thing. We love talking about weird shit. We love asking questions. Wait, you're getting paid? No, I said we're not getting paid. I said, I, I said we ain't <laughs> oh, making I was shit. Like, Wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, none of us are making any money. That's for. <laughs> we we, don't, we um, um um. But yeah, that wasn't why we started the show. That wasn't why you know. So so you know. We appreciate every single viewer we get. Every single time I look at the number count and it goes up to one more. I celebrate a little bit. You know, I do a little happy dance. We appreciate it. We love it. We love all the likes. We love all the follows. It's great. Um, I'm, um, I'm, um, I'm, uh, real quick, before we go, uh, I want to, I mean, it's not exactly a, really an announcement, but more just kind of, I mean, I guess it is. But for season two, I brought up a little bit of some details a couple episodes ago, but um, um, just wanted to kind of confirm, um, we said that we're going to be filming it. I'm also going to be having a more permanent co-host Someone who is going to be on every single episode with me. It's going to make it's going to be more of a you know mine and their show as well. And it's not exactly a surprise, but the permanent co-host is going to be Melissa. So Melissa, I'm sure, I'm sure everyone is really excited to hear your lovely voice forever now. But um, uh, <laughs> now and they're going to have to look at us too. Oh boy, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> But, hey, guys, with that being said, we're going to let you all go. We're not doing calls next week. There's no surprise part four. Um, like I said, maybe I'll bring up a little bit about, you know, about the Wild Wild Country movie. But other than that, we're going to move on to a new topic. Um, uh, I'm pretty sure Melissa's going to be with us next week as well. So be out. So, so be on the lookout for that. We might try and bring on a guest. We'll see how it goes. But um, 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 uh, with that, guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave it right there. Melissa, do you have any final thoughts on cults? I'm all good. I've had so much fun talking about it, and I can't wait to uh, figure out what we're doing next week. It's gonna be great, man. I love it. Like now that now that the big biggest series, quote unquote, biggest series you've ever had is over, now we got to top it. So this should be a lot of fun, guys. <laughs> be looking forward to it. Well, um, um, and with that being said, have a good one.